Welcome to Choices, the podcast that allows you to simply be. I'm Vivian Bellor and my job is to help you think about things a little bit differently, to help you cope with those challenges in life that may be affecting your happiness or performance and hopefully provide you with some clarity in your decision making. Today we take time to talk about the authentic self, a phrase banded about by lots, especially so in the coaching and therapeutic world. But what does it mean? What does it mean to show up authentically in your life? Why might we feel it a challenge to do so? Stay tuned for this week's episode to explore this concept of authenticity. The authentic self. What's that? It's this thing, as I said, that's just banded about all over the place, perhaps especially so in coaching and therapeutic worlds. But such concepts really need some exploration from time to time. So here I am with you doing just that. Authentic is that sense of real. And an article in Psychology Today quotes it as individuals considered authentic are those who generally strive to align their actions with their core values and beliefs with the hope of discovering and then acting in sync with their true selves. So I guess when we talk of the authentic self, we're talking of that space of being real. But what is that? Many of us surely find ourselves acting differently in different situations. Winnicott, a psychotherapist who introduced this idea of the authentic self to psychotherapy, described the false self as one where an individual hides behind a defensive facade which, in extreme cases, could leave its holders lacking spontaneity and feeling dead and empty. Good God, who who wants to live as a false self? But I get the point. For example, when we go to work in a workplace, it may be that there's an expected code of conduct and culture, which means we have to behave in a certain manner. But the problem arises when that certain manner that we're aligning to is vastly out of sync or, in fact, conflicts with the way that we are. It means we sometimes become anxious and stressed out with the performance of it all. So returning to this sense of the authentic, something about being real can be immensely challenging when the world rewards us largely for pleasing others and fitting in. In order to be truthful to ourselves, we have to be prepared to stand forth aside of the world's expectations and simply show up. There's a risk with that because it involves standing with or leaning into this sense of vulnerability, that sense of exposure, being and doing what you must regardless of what others think regardless of others' judgments. We literally have to put the stake in the ground and say, this is me, this is what I believe. And for many, to do that means that we meet feelings of shame and rejection. 
ideas that Brené Brown really expressed in her famous TED talk about the power of vulnerability. In the past episodes in this series, I've talked of resilience, uh, self-reliance, self-expression. I think these are all facets of that ability to stand in our own authenticity. Can we really be who we are in this world? I'll share a little story, actually, from last weekend. So I was on some training calls for one of the therapies I offer. Anyway, during the course of the weekend, we were working on various personal things in order to harness the craft, as it were. Anyway, we're nearing the end of this weekend, of course, and somehow this memory of mine surfaces. It was really interesting to me because I know it happened, and on one level, actually, it's no big deal, but that it should come to the fore and surface just then seemed an oddity, or perhaps not. So this memory, it stretches back to when I was about three years old. Happily, you know, going on in the world, happy, 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 totally in the being of my life, just without a care, without consciousness of any kind that's limiting. I was free, carefree. Anyway, one day um, the teacher says, Charlotte, uh, can you go and get the glitter for me, please? And in that moment, I rushed. I weaved my way through the mini chairs and tables to clamber upon this chair. And, you know, back then, <laughs> they don't care too much about health and safety. You could, you could so do that. All that mattered was that I had the eye on the prize, the glitter, and that I got there before Charlotte. So I was there standing on this chair and I was reaching the top shelf in this cupboard to grab this giant tube of glitter. I had it there clutched in my hands. Obviously, three-year-old, what I didn't realise is I had grabbed it from the lid, just leaving the bottom to completely slip away. And with that, the whole tube just hurtled towards the floor. The glitter, this sparkly, pink, purple glitter just dispersed like a paintball splatter across the wooden parquet floor. And then I heard the words, Is your name Charlotte? The teacher barked in front of everyone. And that moment, I never forgot. I never will probably forget. It was just one of utter shame and this sense of embarrassment. The whole class was looking at me. And I just remember just wanting the whole world to swallow me up. And I was only three. So two poignant bits of the memory. The glitter on the floor was a, oh, crikey, I really, I really shouldn't have done that kind of moment for me because I'd made such a mess. And the other bit was the teacher comment because if I wasn't Charlotte, then who was I? All I wanted to do in that moment was do the right thing, be helpful, and most likely, you know, just get praise for doing those things. 
that's just me. Perhaps just who I inherently am. I like to do the right thing. I like to be helpful. But that moment created a sense of risk about going about my world that way. There would be consequences for that. And not only consequences, but Charlotte was the one who was meant to be helpful that day. And I somehow made it mean that that event that, you know, you're not helpful. In fact, you create more problems. You create a mess. So I, I guess I'm talking about this story, but I, I guess I've run with that story ever since. I find decision-making, as I talked of last week in my podcast episode, a bit of a challenge, and, and I, I have come up against that decision-making theme. And I guess that's why that memory ended up surfacing, because that should I, should I not? And adding to that the question of, who am I? And, well, no wonder sometimes when I reflect my life has seemed like such a slog sometimes. To put myself forth, to be helpful, to be bold and a go-getter is something that I authentically am. Just that I can't stand the thought, perhaps, of being shamed and simultaneously rejected. Because remember, three-year-old me decided I'm not Charlotte. Anyway, <laughs> God, enough of couch time for me. <laughs> but I hope you can see how delicate this sense of authenticity is. It kind of reaches deep into the depths of our soul and human experience. And I'm picking it. It's, you know, a lifetime's work. And we're, we're working on that sense all the time whether we know that or not. But here are a few things that we could take on board when considering authenticity. One, let go of the shame to be authentic. Shame I talked of in my own example, it can be the thing to hold you back because it's painful. When we feel shame, we find it hard to connect with others on a real level because part of us is holding back, hiding for the fear of rejection, the fear of judgment, the fear of yet further shame. So we dare not take that risk. If we showed up in our own truth, then what? It stands to rock relationships, connections, be it friends, family, work colleagues. Two, being authentic isn't about sharing and bearing everything about yourself. It's not about revealing everything about your private life. Sharing is about being vulnerable, but you can exercise a sense of wisdom about that. You can be robustly vulnerable. That means expressing yourself to ensure that your needs are met without compromising your own integrity. Classic, you know, is when someone asks you, how are you? And you respond, I'm fine. When they really, you know, that really may not be the truth. It may be more of a case of, I'm having a bit of a tough day, to be honest. You don't necessarily need to go into the story of that, 
but you're still sharing your truth. Number three, have healthy boundaries that support your authenticity. Letting others know what is okay with you and what is not okay with you asserts your own values and code to them and signals to them what you're simply not comfortable with. Again, another example is, you know, when we people please in a bid to be seen as perhaps kind or, or we try to fit in with group thinking, but actually we find we're doing things that really don't sit with us very well. It just doesn't feel right. So honour your boundaries, honour that sense of truth that you already know. Number four, authenticity is the source of compassion. When we are authentic and sharing our genuine human experience, sharing ourselves generously but mindfully with the world in our sense of purity and honesty, we connect with others on that real compassionate level. It enhances our connectivity and that is a beautiful thing. In this bite-sized episode, I hope it's given you some food for thought and given rise to questions like, how do I occur in the world? Do I do things for others that isn't in line with my own feeling? Are there things that I can do to enable me to live more truthfully to myself in my own experience of this life? So in the spirit of that last question, I decided, can you see what I did there? I decided (laughs) to take the next week off from working and all my commitments. It's something I need to do for myself. I've been working hard in this pandemic year, as have many, and it's been relentless. So in the interests of self-care, I'm going to look after my own boundaries and I'm expressing that in sharing with you that, you know, I'm having a week off even from podcasting next week, the first time in all these months. Yes, what will people think? I'm not consistent. I should have planned this properly. I should have had a backup plan. I should have recorded more episodes ahead of time. I should... I should, I should, but I didn't, and I'm good with that. Be authentic, be yourself, be your own truth. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Choices Podcast. Don't forget to like, share and follow, and please drop me a note to choices at vividoutcomes.co.uk to let me know your thoughts. Don't forget to use this next week as an opportunity to catch up on series two so far. I won't be catching you this time next week. I'll catch you soon instead.